Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. These new WWE videos that they've gone all in on are really good. Now, don't get me wrong, they have done this before, but now they keep telling the story and they're turning every single WWE superstar into a bona fide legend. And yes, that's called hyperbole. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to yet another episode of Smacker Down Ups and Downs as we find out whether the show was any good or not. And listen, I don't know, you don't know, the only thing that knows is this a wiggling finger. That's the world we're living in, and nothing's gonna change it. Let's up those downs. Now, we did get one of these videos beforehand as we reminded ourselves what did happen with the bloodline last week, and Roman Reigns telling Paul Heyman, listen, Paul, I don't like this fatal four-way match, so you better sort it. In between all this, two Austin Theory and Grayson Waller had come to the ring, because it was meant to be a match with Cameron Grimes. <laughs> this poor Cameron Grimes. He's not having a good time, because as he was making his way to the ring, who attacked him? There's a flubbing bloodline. So I'm going to assume that Jimmy Uso and Solis Akawa just don't like the fact he has a last name that sounds dirty. And once again, ever since Grimes has been called up to the main roster, well, it's not been the best of times. I do like it, though, because it made Smack It Down feel really different, especially because this did lead into the opening show promo, as Grayson and Austin were like, <laughs> we don't want to deal with this, and they ran off. Paul Heyman then grabbed the microphone, though, when he called Nick Aldis a James Bond wannabe, because now he's like, man, there's a very big chance when we get to the Royal Rumble, Roman Reigns is going to lose his world championship. Now he's not, but I enjoy the fact that we're planting these seeds. Aldis then arrived, though, because he wanted to tell Paul right into his face, I don't care if you're mad about this, I don't care if you don't like it, that clash is going to go ahead, so you've got to make your bed and lay in it. He didn't say that. That wouldn't have made any sense. Nick also doesn't want them to run amok the entire evening, though, so they're now going into the main event, because it's going to be the bloodline taking on Randy Orton, LA Knight, and AJ Styles. Heyman was like, <laughs> but you know that Roman Reigns isn't here. And Aldis was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that, but I didn't really, so now you better go and find a third man. Heyman then tried to talk him out of this, but Nick Aldis just shut him down. And I tell you, Aldis has done great in this GM role. He doesn't take any shib. He lays down a smack. He also said if they weren't able to find anybody else, it would just have to be a handicap match. But in the back, Paul Heyman were like, listen, Solo, listen, Jimbo, I promise you we can find someone. And Jimmy especially was like, but we've pissed off this entire locker room. I'm like, well, you should have thought about that, shouldn't you? But I'd have given a call to Repo Man, but what do I know? Absolutely nothing. I couldn't even keep my hair. But this was a nice way to set up a show-long storyline. It was relatively compelling stuff. Up. It didn't mean we needed another match though, so we went straight into Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza taking on with Key Wild and Cruz del Toro. And they just flew around the place 
like beautiful gazelles. Stanos Escobar was also on commentary, talking like an absolute manic villain here, which didn't make me laugh. And essentially, the good guys were super duper good guys, and the bad guys were super dick bad guys. So when you put it all together, just work. I just think they all had a point to prove, so they really put the effort in, including our baby faces doing these dual dives. When Angel Garza was like, nah, I don't want you to do that. So he essentially wrecked them using the damn ropes. Whoops. The knees to the face then started, which is another move in wrestling that is out of control, when Angel and Humberto just beat down these guys. And I was like, well, what are they going to be able to do now? And you're not going to believe it. Because Del Toro got the hot tag and he ran wild. I was like, oh my gosh, I've never seen that before. <laughs> I am, of course, lying. He really did hit this great spike DDT for a one-two-oo, though, when Humberto and Garza were like, man, you've got to get out of here, as they came back with a bomber power for another one-two-oo. That was a bit like, well, who should win here? You could go in either direction. Now, Tara decided he was just going to keep spamming dives, though, like his B button had been stuck, when of all the people from nowhere, Carlito's music hit, and he went after Santos Escapar. I was like, you're damn right. I haven't seen Carl in ages. I was laughing because why did he decide to wait 10 minutes before he did this assault? But actually, it didn't help his friends at all. Because everybody was distracted apart from Angel, who hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment surprise roll-up. And he used the ropes and he got the filthy one, two, three. So we are building to a six man, which is why it always makes sense to have the heels win. Yeah, this is just fine, good, entertaining stuff. Santos as a heel is far better. Give it in love. Papa Hayes was then back on Friday nights, which made me go, well, how the hell is this going to tie into his feud with Trick Williams down on NXT? And just as it was about to sound like he was going to enter the Royal Rumble, he got interrupted. Of course he did. Smackdown. This is because Grayson Waller and Austin Theory walked in. And Carmelo, he was having none of these falls. He was like, oh, it's Grayson. Do you remember how I used to beat you all the time? It's true. Carmelo wanted to fight again, but Waller was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. But I tell you who will... My best friend, Austin Theory. And Austin looked at him like, how dare they? So he really should have seen that coming, as we should what happened next, because Paul Heyman was on his recruitment drive, and the first person he tried to sign up was Carlito. I was like, Heyman, what are you doing? He also had an apple in his hand, which of course was the equivalent to Star Wars and giving somebody a lightsaber. And Carlito basically said, no, I'm not going to team with the bloodline, when he took the piece of fruit and he walked off. Paul was then very upset... He's now learned a valuable lesson. Don't be around Carlito when you've got an apple. What? Logan Paul was also then cutting a quick promo because he's super mad that Kevin Owens gave him a black eye when he basically promised he was going to sue him. I was like, <laughs> of all the people to be talking about lawsuits. The point is, he thinks that KO is a big old cheater because he's wandering around with that cast on his arm. So if they are going to fight in the Royal Rumble for the United States Championship, he better sort that out. Otherwise, yeah, here come the lawyers. Hopefully like this be weird. So I kind of do think that when we get to that pay-per-view premium live event, this is going to tie into the finish and why Owens doesn't win and the internet is going to melt down. When we left the arena, WWE loves doing that stuff right now. In reality, we were most definitely still in the arena, but WWE had made one of those rooms look like a coffee shop because Butch and Tyler Bate were going to have a little bit of a conversation. It was the most passive-aggressive thing you've ever seen in your life. Oh, I really hoped that they were going to come up with a brand new name for their tag team, and I was shouting Bab or B-A-B at the TV, because you could call them that. But actually, Butch was like, listen, Tyler, thanks very much for being my tag team partner last week, but I want to do things on my own so you can scurry away. They saw things differently, though, because he thinks bygones should be bygones, and they should bring British Strong Style to Smackdown to prove to the world how great they are. 
He then started to prod the bear because he was basically like, man, are you Butch? Are you really called Butch? Or should you go by another name? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Butch then stared off into the distance. And of course, what we're doing here is teasing that maybe, just maybe, he should go back to being Pete Dunne. And he should do that because I ask you the question, what the flub is a Butch? I do want to point out that given that Butch did end this by staring off into the distance, that would never happen in a real conversation. And if it did, the other person would be like, well, he's shut down, or maybe he's dead. Still, I suppose that we are going to build to having this tag team back properly, and they're going to be called Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne, and I like that a lot. Does beg the question, is Ridge Holland now back on NXT for good? And what happens with Sheamus when he returns? That's the whole point. We watch this space. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And I absolutely love the next match. It was Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Now, given how many times they have fought each other, you could start calling this feud the Batman versus Joker of WWE. And I just hope we do this for many more years to come. I thought it was Fabu. They got some serious time as well because they must have gone well over 15 minutes. And while Bianca did out-wrestle Bailey to begin with, because the crowd were going, you suck, Bailey, you absolutely suck, she used these chants and she went on the offensive. Certainly that didn't work at all, though, because instead she got slammed three times. I was like, ah, it's like watching a British camp show. Bailey then reversed these fortunes by using the ropes. But man, she was so desperate to get the love of Damage Control, who were not giving her any love at all, she basically distracted herself and she got murked. So hands up if you're worried about Bailey. Hand stays up. It also meant she got spine busted, but do you know how Bailey got back into this? She hit a knee to the face. So I told you this move was out of control. Everybody's doing it. It didn't turn out to be that successful, though, because Belair was able to use her hair to her advantage, which always feels like a disqualification, when both of them were essentially throwing the other one into Rita the Ring Post, so you know the deal. I introduced Rita the Ring Post Rabbit. And look, my rabbit still hasn't arrived, so instead I've got a Care Bear that was wearing an octopus. Still counts. Bailey then thought turnaround was fair play, so she was trying to use Bianca's hair, which I can't really understand, for obvious reasons, when all of a sudden she got thrown into Team of the Turnbuckle. This was back and forth wrestling. Bells was also able to land the big elbow for a one-two-ooh, when she just decided, man, I'm done with this. And she too went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, and she too used the ropes. 
Didn't work. Brady then rolled to the outside as she was begging Damage Control to get involved. You know, the deal here already. They decided not to, and all my dreams became a lie. It really did turn Bailey into a sad panda, so she got speared, she got smashed with the KOD, and she lost after the 1-2-3. And isn't this great? Bailey on paper is still absolutely still a heel, but do I have sympathy for her? Yes, I do. So I thought this was really good stuff, and it ties into something that happened later as well. Giving it now. Kevin Owens then responded to Logan Paul. And he was basically like, listen, bro, having a broken arm isn't an advantage. My arm is broken. Ultimately, though, he thinks they need to work out their differences. So he said next week on SmackDown, they should go face to face on the Kevin Owens show. There you go. Something to look forward to. Dakota Kai was then casting manipulation next. How dare you? She was in the back telling Bailey that everything is going to be okay, and the only reason they didn't interfere is because one, the referee was right there, which to be fair was a good point, although it's never stopped them before, and two, if Bailey is going to win the Royal Rumble, she's going to have to do it by herself. So this was a good learning experience. I absolutely imploded then, though, because I was like, Dakota, you too are a liar. Have you ever watched the Rumble? There's no rules. And the rules we do have are absolutely stupid, and I don't want them changing because they make me laugh. But that is not a good excuse at all. It really is very well done, though, and I'm enjoying this slow burn. <laughs> well, we had all the skits, because out came Bobby Lashley in the Street Profits. Now, it turns out they do have a new name, and it's The Pride. I can't lie. When I first heard this, I laughed because I am an absolute goober. But it's like any name in WWE. In a week, it will just be there and it will be fine. But seriously, what are they? Lions? I mean, I guess that's the point. They're also super pissed off because of what Karrion Cross's new group did to them last week. So let's settle it right here, right now. Definitely been listening to Fatboy Slim. It turns out the bad guys had no interest in doing this, though, because instead... <laughs> that he had been video editing. I mean, it does take a while, because Paul Ellering came out with his one glove, and he pointed at the big screen. It's a little bit strange. It was, of course, Karrion Cross who spoke in riddles the whole time, and he reintroduced the AOP. They just reviewed books the whole time, and he also revealed their new name. So it's a name off, and they're going to be the Last Testament. So I knew this was going to happen. Just obsessed with reading. There was that, too. I mean, I thought we'd get some kind of fisticuffs, but we did not. But look, I really like the fact that we've turned Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits back face because it works so much better and they now have a heel group to war with. You can't get mad at that. I mean, it's not going to get an up or a down because it was kind of just there and it went about three minutes, did the job. This is when Pretty Deadly won the evening though because they found Paul Heyman. They're like, listen, Paulie, we'll be up for joining the bloodline. I mean, look at us, we're great. Paul facepalmed the hook. He's like, listen, Elton Prince and Kit Wilson, I only need one of you, and don't forget you would be facing LA Knight, Randy Orton, and AJ Styles. They were like, oh, was it tonight? <laughs> we didn't know this. We're really busy. So as ever, they are just wonderful idiots, and I love them. We then got another one of these videos telling you why Carmelo Hayes is so great, and I tell you, they do a really good job when it was back to the bloodline. Because Paul had the worst plan ever, and he went and found Bobby Lashley and asked him to help out the bloodline. I was like, Heyman, for goodness sake, there's more chance of me winning hair of the year. Of course, Lashley told him to go away, and the only reason he's ever going to be back in the ring with the bloodline again is to take on Roman Reigns. We should probably do that match again. Didn't he get screwed? Of course he did. Everybody does. When? Well, things kind of went bad. For it was Austin Theory versus Carmelo Hayes, and look, for a good old chunk of time, they were having a very good match when they accidentally made a mistake. Because Lady Luck was not smiling on WWE for the second week in a row, because when they went for an avalanche Spanish fly, or a top rope Spanish fly, 
They both landed right on their heads, and Austin Theory especially. Good grief, it was terrifying. Much like on Raw recently, though, the referee checked on them instantly. He realized they were not okay. He held up the dreaded X sign and just said, this match is done. Good. Because if we do use 2024 to make this a regular thing, it is just going to help everyone. Because I just think health and happiness is so much more important than finishing a match. I mean, we don't want anyone getting properly hurt just because, oh man, we have to work through it. Now, thankfully, it does sound like they're both going to be okay. But that's probably because we took the correct precautions. So now we can just draw a line under it and move on. Although I am going to give it an up, which is kind of silly for things like this. But I think it's such a better way to approach wrestling. I want to support it in whatever goofy way I can. Make this a thing for life. When Paul Heyman finally revealed that he is a liar, sorry Solo, sorry Jimmy, I wasn't able to find anyone. Instead they came up with a new plan, which probably should have been their initial plan, because as soon as Randy Orton made his way to the ring, he got jumped by the bloodline and they beat the crap out of him. So sorry pal, you're not gonna be able to be in the match. I didn't really bother AJ Styles and LA Knight to begin with, because they used the official move of 2024, the chops to take advantage. But then these two couldn't really get on with each other because, of course, they are going to face the Royal Rumble. And also, you had LA going, how dare you be called AJ? And you had AJ going tonight, well, how dare you be called LA? It also meant that when Solo Sokoa got into this, he was choking AJ Styles with the ropes. I was like, wait a minute, that's attempted murder. Why is this okay? The bloodline really did kick their asses for a long time too, although at one point we were getting, yeah, yeah, woo, punches. Which is when Jimmy Uso and AJ Styles came together with a crossbody. And Corey Grimes described this as equivalent to a car crash. I was like, is it Corey? Is it? I don't think it is. Now, it did work really well because it meant both guys were down. But once again, you ain't going to believe this. Randy Orton must have told the medical team in the back, I am good to go. And he came to the ring and he made a tag. Who saw it coming? So somebody backstage absolutely must have given him a phoenix down. He just went through all of his hits. He did the snap slams. He did the draping DDT. When he looked at Jim Poe and said, sorry, pal, he gave me RKO. <laughs> One, two, three. I mean, it took him about 30 seconds. What a superhero. The Bloodline did try to attack after this, which was super dumb because clearly the numbers game was against them. So they can't do wrestling maths. But here's what happened. Jimmy got taken out again. Solo Sokoa got hit with every single finishing move. When the three good guys did the triple power bomb through Alan the announce table. Now, one, as an insult to Roman Reigns, because of course the Shield used to do it. And two, it's almost like eventually Solo's going to be like, if you were around, Reigns, I wouldn't keep having my ass beaten. So now I hate you and I'm going to turn. Now, I will say this main event did feel a little bit like we were holding fire, because of course the Royal Rumble is still a couple of weeks away. But it was fun, it was entertaining, and every single person in that building had a good time. You can't get mad at that. It's the point of wrestling, up. Which means we find ourselves in a very precarious position, because once again, it is all ups and no downs. But what would I give a down to? Like, even the things that weren't all that great, like the Bobby Lassie stuff, it still got us to next week. It wasn't bad. So I shall remain a positive Pete for life. Give it an up. Now, of course, please do click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for AEW Dynamite. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Leave a comment to say, Simon, what's the point of watching the show? Because you're too positive. It's such a bind for me to be so happy. So I do appreciate you. Have a great weekend. We will be doing ups and downs for the TNA pay-per-view tomorrow. Because, of course, TNA is back. I'll see you then. Take care. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.